Hello and welcome to Talking Sports with TK. I am Tommy Chrysan. Glad to be here. Glad to have you there. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Please feel free to share it with all of your friends. This episode, Sports Takes with Trey and TK. Trey Blossman and myself got some sports takes on LSU football and the hiring of Bo Pelini as defensive coordinator. Some early thoughts on the Super Bowl. Comments about Kobe Bryant and that tragic story. And, of course, a little college basketball about Gonzaga and LSU hoops. Sports Takes with Trey and TK. Trey Blossman will join us in just a minute. Don't forget to visit meatandpotatoes.com. You want to get some winners, get some thoughts on picks for the Super Bowl, college basketball, NBA, hockey, baseball around the corner, horse racing, meatandpotatoes.com. Whether you're a small player or a big player, check it out. We're going to hear a quick message and we'll come back. We'll be joined by Trey Blossman. We've got some sports takes for you. Stay tuned. And myself, Tommy Chrysan. we got a couple of sports topics to dive into this week. We know the Super Bowl is coming up on Sunday. Big news out of LSU. Certainly the whole story surrounding Kobe Bryant. And who knows what else. Sports takes. We want you to share it with your friends. Tell everybody about it. Just started this thing a couple of weeks ago or so, a couple of episodes a week. We're going to grow it, and, I mean, it's really going to be dynamite when we get to football season, but we got baseball season around the corner. So without any further ado, let's bring Trey Blossman to the microphone here on Sports Takes with Trey and TK. Trey Blossman, how are you doing today? Doing fine, Tommy. Beautiful day outside. Yeah, it's a great day in Louisiana. It's warming up down in Miami. We'll get to the Super Bowl in a little bit, but big news out of the LSU football program yesterday. It kind of started shaking in the morning, and by the end of the day, it was official. Bo Pelini, who coached at LSU from 2005 to 2007 and was the defensive coordinator on the national championship team in 2007, leaves the head coaching position at Youngstown State in Ohio to come on down and be the defensive coordinator for Ed Orgeron's Tigers. I think it's a very good hire. We'll get into the reasons for that. But, Trey, I want your reaction, your thoughts. I love the hire, Tommy. I, I You know, as soon as it became obvious that Aranda was going to leave, certain names started being floated. And this was the first name that was floated that I thought, that's perfect. I love that it's an LSU coach that had success in Baton Rouge as a defensive coordinator coming back home, if you will. Uh, he was a popular coach when he was here before. He did a great job. Uh, I expect he's going to do a great job again. Uh, I think we'll see a little bit of change in the style of defense that we play. But uh, I expect defense, uh, defensive excellence to continue under Pelini. I, I think it's a great, great hire. What is the first thing I thought of, Trey? Yeah, the track record at LSU and in the SEC is great. It's a different league now than it was 12 years ago. We understand that, but football is football. But this is what jumped out at me. Okay, he was a head coach at Nebraska for many years. And he had success at Nebraska, just not the success that they were used to under the days of Tom Osborne, et cetera. Then he goes to Youngstown State which is a, one of the more predominant, you know, FCS school programs for a long time, and he got them to a championship game. But what I like, the recruiting network that he probably developed while head coach at Nebraska, head coach at Youngstown State, throughout the Midwest, which is a fertile ground for 
high school football, not as popular as the South or Texas or, or Louisiana or, or Florida, but it's a very fertile ground. So I got to believe that the network of people he met will help him recruit players to LSU because recruiting is what it's all about. And, you know, Dave Aranda is Dave Aranda. Bo Pelini is Bo Pelini. But I got to believe Pelini will have an immediate bigger effect on recruiting than Dave Aranda. Well, Tommy, he opens up a new area geographically for recruiting for LSU. We don't sign a lot of kids. I mean, we just got Joe Burrow as a transfer, but historically LSU has not signed a lot of kids from the Midwest. We've always been Louisiana-based, and then we stretched out into Texas and into Florida some decades ago, and we've continued to recruit all points between Texas and Florida but we don't go too far, far north. We, we brought in some kids from Georgia and Tennessee, but that's still the Southeastern Conference geographically. I, I like the idea that we have a guy that has uh, inroads into a new geographic area for us. It's funny what you said about his success at Nebraska, not measuring up, if you will. I'm going to read you my note on this. He did okay at Nebraska, but fans in Nebraska have unreasonable ideas of how successful their team should be. So you and I are thinking about the same thing on that. Uh, he, he did well there. He just didn't do well enough for fans, for a fan base that's used to national championships, multiple national championships. But look, that's not going to happen anymore. What Oklahoma did in the 70s and what Nebraska did in the 70s and again in the 90s and what Miami did in the 90s, that's not going to happen anymore. Uh, Clemson and Alabama in the last decade have probably come as close as we're going to see to teams dominating. I, I think we're going to see different national champions most every year. They may come from the same pool, six or eight teams, which is apparent right now, but we're not going to see teams stacking up national titles like teams did decades ago. Well, here's the other thing. I like Coach Orgeron uh, on a local radio show said, hey, you know, he's got experience with the 4-3. He's got experience with the 3-4. He's the coordinator. He can do what he wants. That's Coach O learning from the his mistakes at Ole Miss. Let coaches coach. You, you're bringing this guy in. <clears throat> They're going to pay him a lot of money. I mean, he was making 200 grand at Youngstown State. He's going to make just over $2 million as the defensive coordinator at LSU. So that's a pretty good raise. But Bo Bellini, I got total confidence. He's going to come in. He's going to evaluate tape and personnel. Then he's going to decide with all this talent that LSU's got wearing jerseys, what's the best defense to run with those guys. And they may run multiple fronts. I mean, that, that's how much talent LSU has. So I, I think it's a good hire. I've had a couple of people that you know, kind of hemmed and hawed about it. They didn't like to hire. I'm like, well, number one, time will tell. But number two, I mean, I, I can't see why it's a bad hire. You know, you, you, you never know. I mean, everybody thought Matt Canada would be a good hire. It was not. And, of course, Coach Orgeron corrected that as soon as he could. And if Bo Pelini turns out to be a bad hire, which I don't foresee, Coach Orgeron will, will correct that. I mean, you know, LSU, I mean, he can make decisions now, and the university's got to live with what he says, and the athletic director can and will live with what he said. So I think it's a very good hire. And, again, I think the recruiting part of this whole thing, which is what makes LSU football what it is, recruit players and develop them, I think Polini is a perfect fit. Yeah, I totally agree, Tommy. Totally agree. Uh, you, I, couldn't, I couldn't be more pleased with that hire. 
You're listening to Sports Takes with Trey and TK, all a part of Talking Sports with TK, available on all the major platforms. Please feel free to share this podcast with any and all of your sports-minded friends. Trey, Super Bowl 54 comes up Sunday evening down in Miami. All the pomp and circumstance going on this week, uh, kind of wild and crazy down there. A very, very interesting matchup. Tough game to pick, by the way, my pick will be posted soon at meatandpotatoes.com out in Las Vegas. But, Trey, I wanted to get some of your early thoughts on the Super Bowl. Let's point out to our listeners, especially those who have been listening to us for a long time, we will have a Trey and TK NFL pick podcast that will come out on Friday, which will be just about the Super Bowl, whether it's the, the point spread, the over-under total, or any prop bets that Trey may like or not like. That'll be a separate podcast coming two days before kickoff of the Super Bowl, where we'll have another edition of Sports Takes later this week as well. But with that being said, some of your early thoughts is we're obviously now less than a week away from Super Bowl 54, 49ers and Chiefs. Well, Tommy, obviously the 49ers are a very good football team. They're a complete football team. They play offense very well. They play defense really, really well. They're a physical team. They've been advancing through the playoffs, running the football. Kansas City did a pretty good job of stopping Henry, who nobody had stopped in the last two months. They shut him down pretty well in the AFC Championship game. It's going to be interesting to see how this game plays out. I do think that San Francisco may be in for somewhat of a shock playing against this Kansas City offense. They have not seen an offense like this. The closest would be the Saints in a game that both teams put up over 40 points, I believe, uh, in a crazy game that San Francisco escaped New Orleans with a win. Uh, But Kansas City's offense is incredibly prolific, Tommy. I I can't recall any team scoring 12 touchdowns in two playoff games in NFL history. Uh, I haven't researched it, but I, I I don't I can't off the top of my head remember a team that scored 12 touchdowns in two playoff games. That's incredible playing the level of competition that you're playing. As I look at the game, and I do think it's going to be a good game. I think it's going to be a competitive game. But I really believe Kansas City beat a better team in Tennessee in the AFC Championship game than San Francisco did in beating Green Bay in the NFC Championship game. Tennessee was as hot as anybody coming down the stretch. They had a horrible start to the season. They swapped out quarterbacks Mariota for Tannehill. It made all the difference in the world. Other than the game, which they didn't need to win against the Saints, and they sat some people out and lost, they needed to win every other game down the stretch And they did. They did it with a very prolific offense. They did it with a solid defense. They went on the road in the playoffs and beat New England and Baltimore in back-to-back weeks. That's just an impressive two-week stretch for an underdog road team in the playoffs, as I can recall. So I think Kansas City has the edge in having beat the better team in their conference championship game. And again, Trey will have his picks and and, uh, thoughts in a separate podcast on Friday. 
My pick is posted at meatandpotatoes.com, the website out of Las Vegas. And we'll have more on the Super Bowl and another edition of Sports Takes later this week. Sports Takes with Trey and TK continues. Trey, uh, Sunday morning, the, the sports world, the NBA, uh, it, it was rocked by the, the story, the, the tragedy that nine people lost their life, including uh, NBA legend Kobe Bryant, his daughter. We know now know the rest of the people that were involved in that flight, and we know something about their stories, but just something that just uh, rocked the sports world and reminded us all about the brevity of life. I mean, nobody's guaranteed tomorrow, and you know, and you just never know when things are going to be happen. You know, uh, a little over a month ago, it was Carly McCord, someone I worked with five times this fall on college football broadcast that died in that plane crash in Lafayette. And then here's Kobe Bryant and eight others uh, in a helicopter crash in L.A. It just kind of it just kind of kind of rocks everybody and, and everybody deals with it a little bit differently. But it's just a horrible story. Well, Tommy, it is Kobe one of the more recognizable figures on our planet. I mean, you see a picture of him, people know who that is, you know. Uh, Shaquille O'Neal, probably the most recognizable guy on the planet. Kobe right up there. You know, I have mixed feelings about it, Tommy. I, I, I can't forget what happened in that Colorado hotel room in 2003. Kobe was a young man of, what, 22 years old at the time. Uh, I think he did work hard to rehabilitate his image after that. I think he was doing some good things post-basketball. I think that uh, he's, he's, you know, he, he worked hard to become a better person after that. And I have, to, I have to give him props for that. But I can't forget what he did. The thing that struck me is... Sunday, I was trying to watch a basketball game on the NBA channel. The NBA channel went into wall-to-wall coverage of this Kobe situation as it was unfolding, uh, much like a breaking news story, which they're not really prepared to cover, and they didn't play basketball. And I thought that was rather odd that they joined the other news networks in following this story and didn't play basketball. And I was a little aggravated about it. And I was hoping that by the time the Pelicans game rolled around that afternoon, they'd be back to broadcasting basketball. I I get the NBA package on every channel that was supposed to be a game early in the day, including the NBA network itself, they were covering the Kobe situation. And uh, as a fan of basketball, I wanted to see basketball. Uh, so I was a little aggravated by that, but what it did is it, it allowed me to tune into the pro bowl, which I probably wouldn't have seen otherwise, which was mildly entertaining, something I haven't watched in years. But, uh, anyway, it's again, mixed feelings on the Kobe deal. There's a game tonight scheduled in LA, the Clippers against the Lakers. The NBA has canceled that game. It will likely have to be rescheduled depending on how the playoff situation is shaking out. Uh, I think they should play tonight. And as you and I talked before we started recording today, we both think Kobe would want that game played tonight. So I don't understand why that game is canceled. Yeah. Well, you know, the NBA has been rocked by this. Uh, Everything from commissioner Adam Silver on down to every employee of an NBA team has been in effect. And, 
you know, people grieve in different ways. People handle tragedy in different ways to each his own on that. So I'll defer and say, hey, you guys are, you know, do what you think you got to do and handle things the way you want to handle them. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll just see what happens going forward on all that. But it's a horrible story for the the, the families who lost people, the friends who lost people, uh, you know, on this nine past nine people on the helicopter. You know, there's a lot people affected by that outside of the NBA. And uh, we just hope that they can find some strength and move forward. You know, that that's all I can say about it. Yeah, I, I I agree with that. I, I have one other thing I'd like to mention before we get out of here. Sure, absolutely. College basketball, Gonzaga was the number one team in the country for the last few weeks. Last week, actually I guess a week before last, they were ranked number one. They went out and played two games. They won by 50, 104 to 54, and they won by 23, against a pretty good BYU team that has a couple of guys that are likely going to play in the NBA. All they did is beat them by 23, 92-69. For that, they got dropped from number one. They went out Saturday night, their first game since being dropped by num- to, to, from number one, and they won by 33. Gonzaga's putting up some style points, Tommy. Uh that's a really good basketball team. I think they should be number one. I think they're the top contender for the national championship right now. And that's an amazing thing because they have five guys that were on their team last year that are currently on active NBA rosters. That's truly an amazing story. Mark Few has done an amazing job out there. No question about it. And, uh, uh, speaking of, of, of college basketball, Will Wade's Tigers are back in the in the top 25. Uh, they've been incredible. They lead the SEC. No one else in the SEC is undefeated. They got a couple of winnable home games this week, Wednesday against Bama, Saturday against Ole Miss. So Will Wade's basketball team, you know, kind of flew under the radar with the success of Ed Orgeron and the football team, obviously, winning the national championship. And uh, but the LSU basketball for, for those of you Tiger sports fans or Tiger basketball fans, start paying attention. That this, this team has done some good things. And Tommy, they win in really close games. Which, as much as you'd like to see them pull away in a game and win comfortably, winning these grueling tough games just makes them stronger come tournament time. I agree 100%. All right, this has been another episode of Sports Takes with Trey and TK. Trey Blossman and myself, Tommy Chrysan. Please feel free to share this with your friends. Trey, we'll do this again a little bit later in the week, as well as a special edition with your Super Bowl picks. You have a wonderful day. Thank you, Tommy.